Good morning. If you can go to your handout with the Pirish Ramban on page one, we're in the stender here. And we're up to page five, the last page of the handout. So inside over the last few weeks, the Midrashim describing the process, the Havamina, the mistake of Yiftach, when I get to his daughter. And we left off in the last piece, which was and is perceived as a covered issue. And the Bali Musa point out that the covered issue was deep down, deeper in Pinchas than in Yiftach. Pinchas is greater, but Yiftach was also very great in this particular Midah of Zanivus. Remember, that's what got him the position in the first place. He ran away from his covet, he ran away from Achloikis, went to Eretz Toiv, didn't want to fight with his Mishpacha. They came and they begged that he come back. And he did, was not resentful, and was not vindictive, and carried Kal Yisrael to victory. And Lamai says the Shafit, the Sikh over here, Alpidin, part of the issue is that although for the Pashup shot we mentioned uh, Yiftach felt if there was a Shaila, Pinchas would let him know, and Pinchas said if there's a Shaila, he would certainly ask, and he can't be serious about this. And that is very plausible for the Pashup shot. Chazal always here to give us uh, the inside story and what's going on in the and there is a very important machlekes and a kudal pidin, and then the underlying issue of on their madrega what the mistake was. So let's first go to the nakudal pidin. It's not a small question. There's a hierarchy in leadership and how to run anything, and there have to be has to be dinim that are controlling how things are done. From the time we wake up with Maidani to the time we go to sleep, and every facet of our life in between is dictated by the Mahalach of what we're supposed to do, what's what's in Hashem, and that manifests itself obviously in what the Messiah is in Shas and Peskim and Musar and Ashkafa. And there is nothing that doesn't have an answer. It's not so easy to find out the answer, often it's easier then we think we just don't want to see it. And over here, this seemingly small detail is going to play a very large role, but the detail in the Nakudal Bidin is important, and again, not always easy to figure out, but extremely important. Speak to somebody who ever served or a sheikh as to what was going on in the Army, or the Air Force, or any of the armed forces, you tell them, yeah, it doesn't really make a difference. Who listens to who? What difference? It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> details. And details could spell the difference instantly between life and death. And that is well understood, at least it used to be in the army. And part of the training process, probably the main part, is getting that message through, which in a democracy is more difficult as we've been discussing more so over the last few weeks. Everybody feels they have rights and they forgot that they have obligations. 
that's true certainly in Ruchnius, that's the main theme of Avedis Hashem, but in Gashmias of running the world in a chain of command it's a Dara Pashat that this is the way it always was and today that's a very difficult message it's uh, not a small thing that Bechlal and the army they're capable of doing anything because a sergeant would tell a corporal tell a private, do this, that, the other thing they should probably say, well I don't know, I have rights, I think you're trampling on my personal autonomy. I don't know why that doesn't come up more. Maybe it does, maybe it's not functioning at all. But I can imagine that this is an issue, it's certainly an issue in the workplace. You tell people to uh, go right now and show up over there and get this done, they say, well, it it depends. I have a few coffee breaks beforehand and um, as you're sipping coffee, you're the one issuing the commands usually, so... (laughs) That's, uh, do you come across this more, obviously? People are uh, hesitant to carry out because why should I listen to you? That's not my job, right? Right. <laughs> I don't do windows, basically. So that's a, a bigger issue than it ever was. And I'm mentioning this in the backdrop because they come to this din, there's a Rambam, where in Yalchazalka, Hilchaz Malachim. People wondering, Shaila, me, Beresh, who goes to who for a meeting? Is that Shaila and Din? It certainly is. It's a big sugya. The Achrayinim have an arichas on it. In the sugya of Yiftach and Pinchas, with these medrashim, there's a big arichas, what went wrong, but what were they trying to figure out? And that's the first part over here. There is a very important, crucial, the Kudapi Din, the question which, again, in our minds, in the uh, modern era, I don't say that in a positive way, of uh, error of rights and why is it that there's a hot minute somebody could tell me what to do and why should I go to him and why should I listen to anybody? So that's not, the whole mahalach is not an overall positive thing for anybody getting anywhere in their Vedas Hashem. Because if you have a mindset, why should I listen to anybody, that translates into why should I listen to Akash Baruchu, Rahman so from people hopefully separated in their mind, I might be very liberal in my democratic views, but I, I still listen to Akash Baruch Hu. We hope so. But part of listening to Akash Baruch Hu is listening to his shlichim and who's in charge over here. So we have two heads of state. We have a melech and we have a kain gadol. Within the malchus, a tremendous kavod malchus that we're going to bring down from Hilchas Malachim here. Tremendous kavod malchus, as the Ram will describe. With that, there's one person that the Melech has to have covered for, and that's the Kain Gadol. He's wearing the Urvatumim, he's paskining the Shailah. Yeah, I got the Rosh Hashanah paskining the Shailah also, and the Melech is serving into that. Also, the Ramah discussed that at length, not the Ramah we're going to see, but that's also Pasha. The Melech has very little power. He can't make up Dinim, and he can't undo anything, and he has to follow the Din, and he's not above the law. And you want to talk about balance of power, but it's not balance of power between humans and humans, this branch deciding this and that branch deciding. Sahedrin is interpreting what the din is. They're not deciding anything. And therefore the melech has no say in the matter. Unless the power gets out of control, in which case you're going to have a melech who's not doing the right thing, which has happened by melechim that were rishayim, and even happened once in a while by melechim that were trying to do the right thing, but people around them were afraid to say anything. And you can't be afraid if that's the din. Yes? Modern liberal view is also of like, you know, this has been nice that we're giving or go to him even though we shouldn't. It's also wrong. Yes. yes. This is, exactly. that's why I'm giving this preamble, even though everybody here 
I'm preaching to the converted and everybody here is like-minded like in the understanding that there's a hierarchy, but this is a little bit of a surprise. Like, okay, at the end, uh, does it make a difference? So the Musra over here, after you finish with the Din, is that if it's a Kansa Fashus and they're having difficulty figuring out who should go to whom, then don't take a risk and just go and mechel. But that's the end of the story. It's easy to criticize on that part. First, you got to know, they're Dinim, and you can't just flippantly be mechel and say, what difference does it make? That's like saying, what difference does it make if my tefillin's over here, or over here, or over here? They're Dinim. And the Dinim are there for a reason, because nothing works if there's no hierarchy, no chain of command, and there's no way of getting things done in terms of the decision-making process. And this flies against everything. In democracy, there's automatically gridlock. So they never really make decisions. They can make decisions, and it's undone two years later or four years later. So for us, that's great in terms of the freedoms we have, and nobody has too much control, and we're not looking to go back to the Tsar or to King Richard or whoever, pick your Russia. But that's not the way it's supposed to be if you really want to get things done and you're not in gullet's conditions. This is the pristine din. And you got to think, when you explain this to people, you got to think about it, you have to think how to explain it because this goes against every fiber of what is floating through the air. I can't say every fiber of our being because that's not supposed to be the mahalach in our thinking, but it goes against everything else in the air. So that's uh, an important introduction. Yes? Make a mistake, he actually didn't have the information in the first place. He was trying to figure out something to only be known up in Avur. Can figure out this uh, lady is davening and davening and davening hours and hours and hours. She looks very uh, perturbed. It's like, what's going on over here? And he took an interest, which was very nice of him. He could have just a lot of visitors to the Michigan who were davening. He doesn't have to get involved. So as he was trying to get an avul for that, which is reading the Umatumim, you're not always to get the right one. And he got the Aceus and Kashera, Kasara. But that's not Akasha Fakerti. He Within two minutes, she said, she thinks, she figured out right away what went wrong. She says, that's not how to read it. And he was made there. That has nothing to do with this in terms of the... There's always a possibility. Everybody's human. There's always a possibility... The chain of command means we leave it to the Rosh Hashanah, the Kain Gadol, whoever is dealing with this, and the fact that Ein Ladaina Lamasha Ein Avroyos, and that fact that they're not infallible is not a kash at all. That's not even the discussion over here. That's, yeah, did it ever happen? Probably not, but it could. There's a mesefta about it, so that doesn't that doesn't bother us. So al yaminshu small means that unless you have a clear raya, you don't say that. Chizkiya is interesting you bring that up because that's going to be uh, part of our discussion over here. And over there, he didn't go against the din because he said, I still have a right to daven. And we'll, we'll get back to that in, the, in, in a few minutes or next week, depending on how quickly we try to understand this Ramam. So uh, hold that thought. But again, right now, we're trying to figure out how to perform the process, how to try to get to an answer and who has to listen to who, which for the army, which uh, most people don't have exposure to, that's, that's a good reason Baruch Hashem, but it's never pushed that there has to be a chain of command and there has to be a way to do it, and there has to be a way to do it where it's locked in, otherwise if everybody thinks they're an exception it's never going to work at all. 
which is why I'm not into drill sergeants. I'm not saying you should become one. But when somebody does the slightest thing that doesn't look like such an infraction, and then the sergeant tells them to jog around the base 19 times, it's saying, like, there has to be some correlation between the crime and the punishment. What happened over here? The answer is, it has no sheikhs. The drill sergeant is here to get across one you said. You got to listen. It doesn't make a difference why you didn't listen, what you didn't listen to. They're still madregas if he did something horrible, but he's trying to take somebody who's not used to this and saying over here it depends on listening at split second decisions often and if I have a suffix whether you're going to listen and you hesitate somebody can get killed and even if no one's getting killed over here somebody is going to either get killed or have a sentence that's not correct because the reaction wasn't quick enough the question is what was the pristine din in the first place? So let's see. Allah hey. This is in Hilchas Malach on Perik Beis. Allah hey. And the Ram begins with a description of the tremendous covet that the Melech has to have and has to be doing things in terms of his dress and his look to command that covet in that year. So Allah hey. We're on page five. Hamelach mistaper b'choyim. Uh, no, it's not there. There should be two copies of... Don't say we ran out again. There should be two different copies. And this one is page five in Hilchus Malachim. No, the wrong ones? No. Everybody on the screen have this? It's page five. For people who just came out of Sphira, that's already a surprising din. That sounds like a lot of haircuts. So the answer is if I use the equivalence of uh, the clean shaven Mahalach, where people are shaving every day. Shaving every day is not a little excessive? The answer is no, because that's what it takes. So we're not talking about shaving every day, he had a beard. No doubt. But he had a haircut, so the shaving was not Nagaya, but the barber, the royal barber, would come every morning and your highness would sit down and he would just take a scissor and that's out of place, that's out of place, and make sure that he looks just so. Because he's a public figure, most important public figure, and people have to see him dressed properly, and obviously the haircut and the clothing which the Ramam will get to. These are dinim. This is not a uh, preferred stance if he wants, and if he wants, we could just declare dress down for the next year in the palace. That's not an option. Can you imagine Friday, yeah, <laughs> and Tuesday, and Monday. That's all right, Your Highness. We like, we like people or among the people, like you know, one of the guys. We don't have to. So, this is a din. This is not debatable. This is not subject to the whims of the people, because then you won't have a king, you'll have a democracy. Which, if people aren't used to the Mahalach and the Shia, they think we have something against democracy. I'm not, uh, I should uh, continue the peace and the balance of Be as Gold Tzedek, but after Be as Gold Tzedek, we go back to a king. So, got to get used to the concept. That's not dressed now. 
clothing that are fancy, royal garb. So we have the haircut, we have the royal clothing, and now we have the royal seat. It's called the throne. He has to have a throne, he has to have a palace, and he has to have a royal uh, meeting room where people come in. They have to be impressed with what's going on. He has to wear a crown. Today, people would say, oh, it's okay, it's, it's uh, the end of the week, can I put on a baseball cap? <laughs> it has to be uh, a crown. David Melch had a unique crown that he got from the uh, crown of an Avodah that had a bar across that fit uniquely to those from Malchus Beis David, and it fit him, not surprisingly. And he got Itagite to... Mavatalitz, you can wear it. That's the biggest kiddush Hashem. Take the crown from the Avodah Zarah and use it for Malchus Shemayim. But you have to wear a crown. Cholam Bamila Beishiyitza, and the king calls the meetings. He's in charge of who comes in. Amelach, who's an Anov, as he's supposed to be at the same time of acting with pomp and ceremony sees all the people, the cabinet members and the little people and the common citizens and everyone, and he helps them out. David Malchus paskening basic shilas till the wee hours of the night, and that's wonderful, but he calls the schedule. Come in, they stand up, it's not like uh, the Melech walks in the meeting, they're already seated, they have to stand and they have to bow. Even the Navi, the Navi's here to give Musa. He might be giving Musa the next moment after he bows. Sounds like a stira. He's almost groveling and now he gives Musa. And says, That's his job. And the Melech is not only Chayv the Din, he's here to enforce the Din and uphold it. And therefore, if he needs the Musar and the Adracha, the Navi is here to give it, as Nelson and Navi did, and many others. Aval, the one person in the kingdom who is an equal or above certain situations, which we're going to describe, is the Kain Gadol. Kain Gadol had to be a Navi as well. Yaakov, he started discussing the fact that he has to be able to read the Umbatum. That takes a level of Ruch HaKadosh Nevu itself. Doesn't mean that Kain Gadol acted as the Melech's personal Navi. Often it was a different Navi, like uh, Nasan's relationship with David or Gud. The Yama David al Gud is the reaction to a Navu and an explanation of why there was Xera out and how David and Melech reacted to Xera. A very important conversation that he was not the Kain Gadol, he wasn't even a Kain. The Kain Gadol cannot be called to the palace. He can be asked, but it's his decision. That's to convey that message that the Melech has to remember he's not above the Din and the Avoida trumps in a way and talking about a separation of um, synagogue and state. Is such an expression? So... Um, I believe there is. We have continuing credits for social studies. And I tell the uh, Bacharim, they say, oh, i got to take the regents. What a headache. I said, the regents are not that hard. If you just come to Shear, you'll be well prepared for most of the regents. So <laughs> the history of regents and all the other ones, it's not that difficult. So the Kain Gadol 
can come, we would probably encourage them to come. We want, obviously, a very good working relationship, and if everybody's L'shem Shemaim, you'll have that. And technically, it doesn't have to stand in front of the king. So you want to know Lamaisa? So me Barish. So the Melech has to have the covet and the era from the people, and the Kain Gadol should give him due respect. Lamaisa, the Kain Gadol is on top. Melech You say, well, why doesn't it have a separate halacha that the Melech has to? Be operating in a uh, doesn't sound like he has cabinet meetings. He invites the kind gadol. The answer is the kind gadol doesn't want to be invited. The separation. Melch has to decide what level taxation we need. How do we do it? He can't be taxing too much because that's also a din. And if he taxes too much and he can't explain it, we can call him in. We this ahead and call him in and have an audit. But the kind gadol just didn't get involved in that. He has. The Avedit to do, technically he's only on the job one day a year, Yom Kippur, but he's in charge of the Besamitish and the Aveda and the spiritual growth of the people, and not the only one. You have a working Sanhedrin, you have all the Kainim, all the Levim, all the Tamil Chamim, but he's sort of in charge of that, of that, and he doesn't want to go to the meetings where they're talking about budgets and army issues necessarily. But if he has something to say, we would certainly listen, and you have to go to the Kain Gadol first, you have to ask him to tell you what does the Uvatumim say. And it's not about covered for the human being, he represents the message from HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the Uvatumim, and you, that's part of the process. Muhammad's Mitzvah, Hashem says in the Torah, you gotta go. You might want to ask, is this a good time to go, is it an opportune moment? Muhammad Sashus, you have to ask, and you need to come to the Kain Gadol and ask. As we said, they're pretty much equal, so therefore the kind of should remember there's a dinner covered in Europe for the Malchus. And he should stand in front of the king, and when the king comes to the kind Gadol, even though he's going to give the kind Gadol a lot of covered, it should be reciprocal. I'm spelling out where does this slight advantage of what direction the covet has to go, where does this come into play? Only when the Melech is coming to the Kain Gadol because he needs the Kain Gadol. And that is when he's asking a Shailu the Ovatumim, which when it comes to issues of direction of state, and what should Klai Yisrael do? That comes up before a battle. It comes up before any major decision. Now that a consulting of Tumim, when it comes to a personal decision, a lot of people are looking forward to the Uvatumim. They're going to find out before the opening bell at nine twenty-nine what the market's going to do that day. That's not going to happen, and you're not going to need it. The Ramam says, "Madana Mitzrim and you won't panasa uh, will be no issue whatsoever. But that would be an operating Yitzhahara, just Yitzhahara. <laughs> it's not going to be, it's going to be around, but not to the size it is now. It's for things of national importance. So, the Kain Gadol, hopefully, to read the Umatum correctly, and the Melech has to go before him, but the Kain Gadol shouldn't become a Balgaiva. It's because he's wearing it, and he's in charge, and he has to be in the Madrega to read it and interpret it properly, which most of the time worked. 
and therefore give him the covet. But the Rambam says at the same time he has to give the melech to do covets, the melech is still the melech. And it sounds like at this point in the Rambam, the melech doesn't have to go to the Kohen Gadol on demand unless it's when he needs him. And the Rambam says before, the Kohen Gadol doesn't have to go on demand because why would he have to go to the melech? He wants to consult with him so that he can go to the Kohen Gadol, even if it's not technically asking over to him. But in terms of asking advice, the melech goes to the Kohen Gadol and basically they should be machab at each other and both of them are running the country. <coughs> Russia Sanhedrin is in the mix very much. Matter of fact, we see that by Shem Meshetach and Yanni Amelch. Yanni Amelch didn't like it so much because he wasn't as firm as he should have been, but Baruch Hashem, he was married to Shem Meshetach's sister, and she was a big tzaddikis, and it worked. And he ended up running the country because he was Russia's head on the Gadladar, and that's the way it should be. If the Gadladar is the Russian Hedron and the other Gadladar is the kind Gadol, then even better. And if the king is David Amelach, even better. So you have a few Gadolim running and they are trying to do the same thing. Lamaisa, the Rambam takes a lot of time based on various sugyas to tell you exactly who goes to who. The Melech had his palace in Ir David. The Kain Gadol has an office in the base of Mitish. They're down the block. What difference does it make? So apparently it makes a big difference because it's not who goes out of the way to take two minutes to walk down the block. It's what's the hierarchy and push comes to shove. Bottom line, you got to know if there's a difference of opinion, who's supposed to be listening to who. We're talking about when everybody's doing the right thing and everybody's from and everybody's guided by Das Terra and the din is being checked out and double-checked. Lamaisa, who goes to who? And the Rambam spends many lines on this to clarify that. One more line. The theme over here, the Chiv of Kavit to the Kain Gadol is because of his Kedusha and his status of running the Avedah. So then, as I mentioned, the Rosh Sanhedrin and other Timur Chamim have the same role and the Melech should be Mechabed them. Of course, they should be Mechabed the Melech as well. But you can't stand be Michael. It's not an option. No dress down. No, it's okay. Call me David. <laughs> there is no such thing. It's ridiculous. He would be uh, dereliction of duty if he does that. That's not what a Melech is supposed to do. And you do that once or twice, and nobody has covered. You say, well, we'd say today. No, it's that the guys love him. He's one of the guys. There's no din of Avas HaMelech. There's no din of Yiras HaMelech. There is no din of Avas HaMelech. It's nice if most of the time they like him also. But that's not what he's here for. And these are concepts that are foreign to us, unfortunately. And completely foreign to somebody who doesn't understand that the government's all about the halachic system of doing Ratz and Hashem. But the din of Yira and the din of Kavid. Does the din of Ava by Hashem, in terms of Kavid for HaKadosh Baruch HaVachad there's the din of Avas HaShem and Yiras HaShem. Even though the Melch is Hashem's representative, interestingly enough, there's no translation in the mirror image of that to Avas HaMelech. Apparently, because when it comes to humans, dealing with humans, if we have too much Ava for the Melch, it's going to affect our year, and we can't handle both. Isn't that interesting? Just think about the psychological underpinnings of that. It's a fascinating idea. By Kibbutz of Aim, the din of Yiris of Aim, the Chayadam says that you have to always look for the biggest. Milo, your parents has so you can be mechabed them properly, and that's an avoda. But 
there's no separate din by parents of Ava either. We hope it's there. But there's no separate sivui of that. This is pretty important in terms of general hashkafa sachayim. We have Av Hashem and Yir Hashem, and you have two representatives, so to speak, of a Baruch on earth, a Melech and parents. The parents are running the house, a Melech is running the country. So it behooves everyone to constantly look at what the Gedarim are, because those are the marching orders, and it tells you what's needed to be able to get things done. And there has to be somebody leading and somebody making decisions. So can we tweak it for certain generations, a weaker generation, so you have to be more buddy-buddy than it used to be? Yes, you can tweak it a little bit. But at the end of the day, children don't do well. Nobody does well when there's no system. So if everything's about just feeling good about Ava and nobody can make a decision, if we completely erase Yiris, keep it aim, Yiris, keep it aim, Yiris HaMelech, then nothing gets done. And that's part of the problem that we're seeing. We're putting the tree back in the middle. We spoke a lot about this during the Kibbutz of Amshirim years back. All 120 of them. Yes? There's no din of year for anybody else. So that's why the Ramban Taichas, after the is just figure out what you like and don't like, and what you really don't like, don't do to him. And treat people as you want to be treated. That's for the cohesiveness of society in general. We need that, and that's why there's Ava. There's a mitzvah, by the way, of Ava Benish Lishta also, because you want to have that chavashap. But there's also a bottom line there. Where does the buck stop? And that's not a chukoseim saying. Made up by some uh, Akam who was a president. But it's, you got to have a system. Without a system, there's going to be constant fighting. Which is why people don't have a system, always fighting. Because if it's not clear where the hierarchy is and it's not good to stand on ceremony you don't have to but you still have to have a system and that's why the Rambam spends all this time explaining what it is and where the Rosh Hashanah and the Kain God the Lunde Terra work together with the king that the king gets to show them covered because they're in charge of the Messera and it boils down to what is Ratzon Hashem and the king is in charge of rallying the people and as the Rambam describes Lishba Rishay Yisrael is to get people in order and to know not everybody always does the right thing and sometimes you've got to put your foot down. And you need the year of the people to be able to get that done. So that's extremely important. The Shaftim are not kings yet. And we're coming up to Rus. Not coincidentally, by the way, we're going to get to Bayaz around the Shuas time. But he's called Ifsan in Shaftim. And there's only a couple of Sukkim about him. Relying on the fact that we're going to learn Ruspian, which we try to do every year. But they tried, but we all know that they didn't listen to the Shaftim as much because they didn't have that raw power and they couldn't command the same respect and that worked most of the time and that's fine except when it didn't work and then it wasn't so fine. Malchus came and it worked better for the ones who were tzaddikim is they were able to command that respect and get things done but then it was even a bigger disaster when they had that raw power and commanded the year of everybody, but they weren't doing the right thing. So, everything has a mile and a chisar, and we're here to use the milas. Now, take this Rambam, let's bring it to Pinchas and Yiftach. So Yiftach held, per this comparison to Shaftim and Malachim, Yiftach held, he was an absolute Shaftim, 
and on the list, which at the end of the Sefer in the Maser Chazal, he is on the list. So he's on the list. The least of them, but still a tzaddik trying to do the right thing. Didn't have to learn compared to Shmuel Anavi, compared to Asniel Ben Kanaz, but still on the list. That was not clear while he was the Shafet. And Pinchas, who was the Gadol Adar for that Dar and many other Dars beforehand, was very, either very not clear on that assumption or actively opposed to it, and he wouldn't have been the only one. A great general, very nice person, big tzaddik, not Shafet material, in his opinion. So that's in the backdrop. And he was Eivar Yardin over those two and a half shvatim and didn't have much shaykhaz was going on in the main part of Eitz Yisrael. In Pinchas' view, he heard rumors that there's a leader out there, a general, and he made some sort of nether. It wasn't clear. No one was clear on what the parameters. And he, again, didn't have a havamina. He would really do this literally. And it was still a tie on him. If you're Pinchas and you have to be running Klai Yisrael, and it sounds pretty frightening, investigate it. And if he's not coming to you, even though you don't want to go to him, Bedafka, as the Ramam says, it's usher, because you're the kind Gadol, and you can't go if he is a Melech, certainly if he's not a Melech. I understand all this playing over here. Pinchas wasn't standing on his own. Covid wasn't standing on ceremonies. We'd say there's a Rambam. He's trying to learn the Rambam. What do I do over here? And then compound that with the fact that he didn't even have credible rumors, and what he was hearing was unbelievable. Didn't sound very credible. So then there's not going to be much inertia to go seek him out. Very understandable. What? What was that? Well, if you want, you can make a harash and go if you think it's dangerous. If Pinchas really thought it was dangerous, he would have gone. That's why I'm adding the two issues over here. He didn't want to give a Hesher Stempel to really come down. Pinchas comes down to him. So he's really a Shafet. Pinchas probably was not convinced that that should be the case. And then, on top of that, moving around the traveling is difficult. So on every rumor, you're going to start going over there. Why should you do that? And then the din is, even Lee Yitzur, he's a Shafet. And even Lee Yitzur, the Shafet, din of a Melech. And he's supposed to be the Chavet of Melech when you can. The din is the mouth supposed to come to him. Nuri, so what was Yiftach thinking? So Yiftach already, I don't want to say had a chip in his shoulder because his golden meter was his anivas. But when it came to the malucha, quote unquote, he had already a bit of a sikhsuch with this that came in his own area. And they said, We want you to be general. He said, I'm not coming just to be general. If I'm going to get things done, I'm going to get things done. And I have to be shafit. He went back and forth, and the, um, there are a couple hundred thousand troops about to invade. And they said, Okay, have it your way. Um, he was Shafet, at least over there. And Pinchas and others weren't convinced. But he's now, and he understands, very smart. And he understands why Pinchas doesn't want to come. He doesn't fully understand because part of it was the fact that Pinchas wasn't sure there was a need to come and didn't think this whole thing was serious. But Yitzhak did, Yitzhak said, This is very serious. If this is a Shaila, he'd be running over here. So I'm not going over there. It's got Shaila covered a Malchus. Ah, the Rambam says you have to go to the Kain Gadol. That's when you have a Shaila. If there was a Shaila over here, somebody would let me know. Obviously, there's no Shaila. I made an Eder. You've got to keep your words. He said that with tremendous Tzitkus and Samnivate. But he meant it. That's how real he was. <laughs> Big Madrega. He says, there's no Shaila over here. I said something. What kind of example am I setting for the people? I say something and then I find, finagle my way out and find a Heter. 
So I'm not asking a shaila. If it's a serious shaila over here, the the kind gadol Pinchas will let me know. And the medrash criticizes both of them with all the cheshbenis I just explained that we explained from last week. Lamaisa Yiftach, who gets the brunt of the punishment, only keeps his position for six years and dies a very slow and painful death by losing limbs, Rahmallah in each city. That means the brunt of the Einish goes on him that he should have realized that Pinchas is the Rosh Hashanah knows how to learn more than anybody else has been around hundreds of years and is the kind Gadol. If you might have a Shaila and your daughter's life is at stake, why don't you go ask? And again, he didn't because he thought it was Osir. And Pinchas lost temporarily his uh, Nevu and Ruach HaKedish, which he had been enjoying for hundreds of years. He's going to get it back later, and he's yet to live a long time because he's Pinchas. That's the lesser of the two ancient, but it's not insignificant for somebody like Pinchas to lose any aspect of their connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on any level is a serious Einish. But that will be the result. And Yaakov, you were asking about Chizkiyo. The only other example of this in Shas and in Navi is with a Navi and a Melech is Chizkiyo a Melech and Yeshayo. If you go to your second copy, which we uploaded a few weeks back, those who are listening, first page is the Gemara Brochus on Yud Amin Aleph, famous Maisa. And we won't see the entire Misa, but I want to show you the first few lines. And then we'll see what Rabbi Yeshev said in Shir about how to touch this up and fascinating his comparison to the Misa with Pinchas and Yiftach. Take a look at Yudam and Alf and Brachas. Go down toward the bottom. There's a bracket there. Amar Rav Hamnuna. We see it. About uh, 10, 15 lines to the bottom. Amr of Amnuna, my deceive, me kehachacham, umiyadea pesha dover. So we teach over here that the chacham over here is the chacham mikaladam, nachlama melch, kajbacha, bechay de baatzma. Mika kajbacha, shiadea lasas, pshara, ben shnei tzadikim. You have two tzadikim. The melch is keo, who is. From the greatest Sadiqim and Malchib is David and the Naviadar, the Gadladar, Shayo. What is Pesha Dover? means a compromise. And they're working, the backdrop over here is they're working on the same problem. And that is, there was an Avua that had to be given over to Chizkiyo Amelech from Yeshayo. And Yeshayo was struggling with this Rambam. Got to learn up a Rambam and got to figure out what to do. And he wasn't the kind Gadol, but he was the Gadol That's why that last line of the Rambam is important, that the cover he had to show to the Rosh Sanhedrin, to the Timid Chacham. Even though the Rambam previously said when it comes to the Navi, even his personal Navi, the din is the Navi comes to him. And that's going to be the Pesach here as well. But at this point in time, it wasn't so pushed, even though Chizkyo came after David Amel. Yeah. It doesn't come up. The kind of God himself has to be uh, somewhat of a navi. So I don't know if it didn't. I don't know if it didn't come up. It's important child of a if you know any. Yeah, and often that was again to read the Yom You have to be somewhat of a navi, but that that wasn't the child over here. But just historically, chronological order, Chizkio obviously was way after. David Amalek, and we already have precedent, the Rambam says, that Nasan, even though he had a message for the king and he was coming to help the king, to help Klai Yisrael, help keep him on the straight and narrow, but he came to the king. He didn't tell the king to come to him. So 
why in this, the, the Gemara says this was such a problem, and there was no Taina and Yeshayo, Navi, or Chizkiyo, and it was like a, a gridlock, and there was a decision, and the message had to be given over. So Hakosh Baruchu, Kaviyachal, engineered it that Yeshayo is going to understand that he has to go to Chizkiyo, and the Gemara is going to say how that was done. Why didn't they have precedent from Nathan and Navi that came to Davanamal? It could be they learned that Nassim was just being nice and it's basically equal and you're allowed to go, but that's not satisfying at the moment. Because if you're allowed to be nice and it's Shava B'Shava, then Yishayo and Navi would have been happy to go and show the covet. If you could be Merchel, they would have been. So that child is not going to be addressed right away because we have to figure out, uh, go back further in history and what happened between Pinchas and Yiftach. So it's fascinating. There aren't that many examples on Tanakh, but we're going to touch upon every example because they're trying to bring rise themselves. So they skip right now the Misa with Yiftuch and Pinchas. And they go, because it's unclear what the decision was and what the result is and the punishment we all know from the Medrashim. So they go back to something that's more clear. So it says, but Farish and Navi, there was a great Navi, Elio, who grabbed the might be Pinchas. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. But there was a Melech Achav, and Elio went to Achav. That's a big Kiddush. The Achav was a Melech Russia. But he had his Milas, he's still a status of king, according to, seems to be from the Pasuk, to what extent that status was. So we see the Pasuk reports that Elianavi went to Achav. So, right, so why is that going to be a Raya? Akash Baruch Hu told him, and therefore maybe that's the exception. We don't know that's the exception, and apparently he didn't know what to do and he didn't want to go originally because remember the context was Elianavi, I made Xera no more rain because they were taunting Elianavi that. Achav himself said he was such a Russia. I do Avodazar every day, and it says in the Pusik that it's not going to be any rain. There's so much rain, I can't get to the base of Avodazar. My wheels get stuck in the mud. That's how much rain there is. So Leo said, Oh, really? Okay, from now on, there won't be any rain. You'll see the full wrath of the uh, Klala and the Pusik. So the famine came, and it came, and it stayed, and year after year, and people were starving already. So and Hashem came to Leo and said, Go to Achav. Now, the original um, backdrop, again, Achav is not a Melech Tzaddik, and we have a matzav where he actually went to Achav uh, twice. First he went to Menachem Alvah when he's sitting with Chael. That's what triggered the whole thing. Triggered the whole famine. And then afterwards he was uh, told to go again, undo the famine. Your kasha of the Xer Sakasav is an excellent kasha, and the Gemara apparently is learning at least right now, not minute, that if Hashem told him to go, that means that you're Mesupik who trumps who, and therefore Hashem is telling you this is the way it's supposed to go. So that might be the Gzeir Sekosav. If it happens twice, you have Shnei Kisun Bam Kecha and Eim Alamdin, and it's only a Gzeir Shava, it's only a Harasha over here and over here. If you have it once, then Malamdin, then we can learn for the rest of history. And that apparently, that latter position is what the Gemara is doing. So... Right now, they're trying to figure out, based on what happened in Navi, what the din should be. 
So Yisrael says that it should come to me. And therefore, Chizkiel is saying Yisrael should come to him. He came to the Navi. So now we have an example in one direction, an example in another direction. And the Gemara's Maskan over here is fascinating because is there a din or isn't there a din? It sounds like Kosh Baruch had to engineer that he have an excuse to go to the king over here because it's taka, not clear what the din is. It can go either way. And therefore over here, Hashem wanted the Navi to go to the king. So Hashem engineered. One more line. Ma'asa, Kosh Baruch Hu, Yisr, so, Kosh Baruch made Chizkiyo very, very ill, and he told Yishayo, go be mevakachelem. No, then you don't need a hierarchy. You can always be mevakachelem, no matter who you are. Shanam Rabbi Yamahem, Chalo Chizkiyo, Lamas, the other love Yishayo, Ben Amitz, Hanavi, Ve'emer, Elov, Kayamar Hashem, Tzav Lebeisacha, Kimes Atav Lezichia. Then he is mevakachelem. That's very unusual in a Bikachelem visit. Let me try to cheer up the chelem and give him hope, and help him. He walks in, says, I'm very sorry to see you in this state. I have a nevua for you that I've been meaning to um, tell over. Hashem says, get your estate in order, and get your last will and testament in order, because you're going to die. So, we opened up uh, many, many shaylas over here. We're going to go back next week to try to explain this. Uh, why is it a stalemate in the first place? What is the din? And what kind of bigger chaylim was that? And he was mandated to do it by Gosh Baruch. We'll have to start figuring all that out next week. Yeah, but uh, 